Hey there, neighbor. Welcome to Good Life News, a weekly podcast where we talk about ideas, living the abundant Christian life, and God's wonderful, wonderful love. I'm your host, Pastor Lauren Fenton, an old farm kid, Bible student, preacher of grace, husband of one, father of two, papa for five, and really just another pilgrim headed for home. I'm so glad you've clicked in to join me on this journey today. Let's walk together for a few minutes and see what we can discover on the way to the kingdom. Are you ready? Let's go! Greetings once again, friends. This is episode five of the podcast. The title of this week's episode is Some Gave All. Today's episode is a special recognition of Memorial Day 2021. Here in the United States, the last Monday of May each year is designated as a federal holiday, recognizing the ultimate sacrifice given by military personnel in the service of their country. Today also, I'm thinking about two of my great-grandfathers, whom I know were Civil War veterans, and my father, who was a veteran of the United States Marine Corps during World War I. I've put together a few thoughts to share with you today related to this holiday, and I hope they will be meaningful for you as we remember our loved ones who are no longer with us. Plus, toward the end of today's episode, I've included what I believe to be some important lessons for us to take away. Quite frankly, I don't think I became aware of Memorial Day until I was about 13. That's when I discovered that the Indianapolis 500 race was always held on Memorial Day. (laughs) When we turned on the radio that morning in 1959, we discovered that the opening ceremonies were underway and they were being broadcast live on our little local station KREW in Sunnyside, Washington. Well, our family wasn't really very race car oriented, but the Indy 500 was a pretty exciting event. We listened until the race got underway and the announcers brought everything alive with their descriptions and we could hear the sound of those powerful engines screaming around the two and a half mile track. But we had other things to do that day, so we turned off the radio and headed out the door. When we returned, a few hours later, I was amazed that the race was still on, although they were nearing the end. Now, I have no recollection of who the winner was. I suppose I could look it up if I really wanted to know. But somehow, listening to the Indy 500 back then brought an awareness of Memorial Day to me which I didn't have up until that time. And even after that, it wasn't until quite a few years later that the Memorial Day holiday began to take on a deeper, far more important meaning for me. Eventually, I looked up the history of the holiday, history of Memorial Day, to understand the reason it was part of our annual national calendar of events. It seems there are several versions of how the holiday began, but all the historians do agree that the movement to recognize the Day of Remembrance was an outgrowth of the American Civil War. In that terrible conflict, over 620,000 Americans lost their lives. There was no community, large or small, that was not affected by the war. 
and fallen soldiers were buried in cemeteries from tiny churchyards to huge tracts of land. Suffice it to say, great grief touched nearly every home, every family, every city, town, and village in America. Following the war, a movement sprang up led largely by women, war widows, and mothers who had lost their sons, daughters left without a father, and others who also sensed a deep loss of loved ones. This movement was originally called Decoration Day. The graves of the fallen were decorated with flowers as symbols of love and appreciation for their efforts and sacrifice. Out of all the stories telling how Decoration Day began, my favorite comes out of Charleston, South Carolina. Near the end of the war, thousands of Union POWs were herded into makeshift camps near the city, and living conditions in those camps rapidly deteriorated, making life truly miserable for the prisoners. One of these camps was on a former racetrack, where things got so bad that over 250 prisoners died from exposure. They were buried in a mass grave located behind the grandstand at the racetrack. The end of the war began on April 9, 1865, when Robert E. Lee surrendered his Army of Northern Virginia to Ulysses S. Grant's Union Army of the Potomac. And just three weeks after that, on May 1 of that year, 1865, more than 1,000 people, the vast majority of whom were recently liberated slaves, gathered at the Charleston racetrack to consecrate a new proper burial site for the fallen. The assembled group sang hymns, gave readings, placed flowers around the cemetery, which they then designated as the martyrs of the race course. Three years later, General John A. Logan, who was commander-in-chief of the Union Civil War veterans, issued a decree that May 30 should become a nationwide day of commemoration for all soldiers that were killed in the conflict. General Logan was the one who gave the name Decoration Day to the holiday. Following the 1880s, the day also began to be known as Memorial Day. May 30 then became the designated date for each annual Memorial Day for remembering those who paid the ultimate sacrifice in the course of their military service. Many, many decades later, in 1968, the Uniform Monday Holiday Act went into effect, which moved Memorial Day from May 30 to the last Monday in May. And over the years, observance practices have expanded to not only remember casualties of the Civil War, but to further include those lost in all American wars. Plus, many families also now decorate the graves of loved ones on Memorial Day, regardless of whether the deceased individual had any military experience or not. Our Memorial Day holiday today has become a special time to pause for reflection honor, and appreciation for the legacy of those we loved and must not forget. So in that vein, I'd invite you to meditate for a few moments now as we listen to this simple bugle solo of taps. Taps. 
let's consider a few lessons here that we must plant deep into the soil of our hearts. First, be it noted that freedom is not free. The cost is dear. Literally millions of lives have been lost to gain and then preserve our freedom. Rivers of blood have been shed for this sacred cause. Sacrifices have brought unspeakable pain and suffering. And we stand today in the shadows of their wings. We must never forget. Some gave all, for freedom is not free. Secondly, the cost of our spiritual freedom is also beyond measure. One of the early Christian fathers, Tertullian, who lived from A.D. 155 to 220, famously said, The blood of martyrs is the seed of the church. In the Christian era, hundreds of millions of believers who stood firm, unwavering in their faith in Christ, paid the ultimate price with torture, persecution, and death. Our heritage of faith has been delivered to us at the cost of immeasurable personal sacrifice by our spiritual forebears. Yes, our freedom in Christ must never be taken for granted. So, let us resolve, then, in the power of God's grace and the risen Christ, to never forget the cost of our freedom, both spiritual and political. Let us resolve to live with integrity and dignity and honor, regardless of the challenges and the persecutions or personal pain we might experience. And let us resolve to cherish the ultimate promise found in Revelation chapter 2, verse 10, where Jesus says to the church, Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Well, thank you so much for listening today. I pray that you have been blessed. Next week, I'm going to tell you about a hugely popular author I've come to enjoy over the last few years and share some glimpses into several of his books that I have found quite profound and thought-provoking. I think you will enjoy knowing about them too, and I hope you can join me for that. God bless. So we've come to the end of this episode of the Good Life News Podcast. If you would like to comment or join a conversation about today's content, please visit our website at www.goodlifenews.life. I'd love to hear your thoughts and observations. On the website's blog page, you can also find a complete transcript of the most recent episode, which will always be posted at the top of the page. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other podcast platforms. If you'd like to help out in this ministry, it's incredibly helpful if you'd leave a nice rating or review on your platform of choice. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in again next week as we continue our journey exploring more about God's love, His amazing grace, and the incredible good news of the everlasting gospel. Until then, walk in peace, live in hope, and hold your treasures with open hands.